going to. This is 1974, and we are bringing you the second album from uh, our Queen discography. We are going track by track, album by album, uh, throughout the entire Queen discography. We've done Pink Floyd, we've done Metallica, we've done Van Halen, and uh, yeah, we're just uh, just starting Queen, really. And the uh, uh, again, it's the 1970s, so you know it's an album a year, uh, maybe even more, because I believe that their next album also came out in 1974. So always appreciate appreciate the generosity from bands of the era to really put out a lot of music for us to dig into. And that's what we'll be doing, going track by track, uh, and ultimately loving or flushing each of these. So let's find out. Are we happy with the tireless hours that they obviously put into this project? Uh, or would we rather have just uh, had them put together some uh, straightforward 70s heavy metal, which they do at times on this album? Um, should this be a concept album? Should we be buying into it? Or are we tired of all that stuff? Uh, fresh out of the Pink Floyd discography. Uh, Does this album deserve the apparent cult following it gets? Let's find out with Queen 2. And first up today with their opening thoughts, that would be Chris. What do you think of this album? (sighs) Yeah, man, this was definitely a slow burner for me. I had to listen to this actually quite a few times before I kind of got into it, which I don't know if that's a good thing or not. Um, yeah, this is definitely the epitome of a deep cuts record. I mean, there's no real hooks anywhere. Um, though I do like the vocals. I mean, it's definitely a competently put together record. I just f- felt, yeah, that, you know, it's just kind of, you're, you're listening to it. There's everybody's doing their job very well, but it just didn't. I mean, there's no, there wasn't like one hook except for maybe one song in here that really kind of got me. Uh, the rest of it is just like, a yeah. Yeah, like it's said, and there are a lot of deep cut records I like. I mean, uh, one example I can think of is like Defenders of the Faith from Judas Priest, which is one of my favorite records. I mean, that's a deep cuts record, but they had hooks in there. I mean, pretty much every song had something they were really kind of got into you. We're here, not necessarily. I mean, they're almost, yeah, like, uh, um, yeah, yeah, they're just kind of, yeah, yeah, just like, okay, here we're playing, we're singing, but there's no real kind of uh anything to really draw you in uh but it's funny enough after listening to it what three or how many times did i listen to it what five times i think because i was just trying to to find something and then yeah i'm like okay i can see there's some melodies that are kind of getting stuck in my head i mean i i like how i like freddie singing uh but again like i said i'm still gonna kind of stick by my uh uh yeah my kind of that i was a little bit i was expecting more Funny enough, either this has a higher rating than the debut, and I liked the debut quite a bit better. Uh, there, I mean, almost every song in there, with the exception of maybe, again, uh, one or two songs, I mean, had something that really grabbed you. Uh, we're here, it's just kind of like, okay, all right, that's cool. Like, I like what he's doing there, but it's just like, you don't, after you listen to it, you're kind of on to the next, and you don't really remember or think, even think about going back necessarily. So, uh, where does that kind of leave you out of 10 if you say uh, that you like th- the debut more? It, uh, funny enough, I like when I when I listened to it the first time. I'm like, I just what the hell is this? I just don't remember any of it. So it was gonna it was gonna be a low. I I was planning on giving it like like a five, uh, mm-hmm. but then I'm like, okay, all right, listen four, all right, uh, and I when I started kind of humming some of the uh, the lines on here, I'm like, okay, that that's that, that that's that's a boosting uh, kind of mechanism. Like, okay, if I'm humming it when I'm not without really realizing that, okay, that's a good thing. Uh, yeah. But again, not strong enough, not, not a 7.5, but I'll probably give it a 6 out of 10. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that brings us to me. 
Um, I'm going to give this a 7 out of 10, but it's kind of with a caveat. Um, I know that's the same score I opened the first album with, but I'm kind of feeling the same as Chris in a little bit. Like I'm not sure exactly how to feel on this. So I'm going high. I don't know where that score is going to go. I feel like parts of this are more mature in terms of the thought yeah. they put into maybe like the production and everything going on. Like that is clear and evident. And I oh, appreciate yeah. them pushing that boundary. Like if, if let's test that production limit. You can feel them doing it. I'm just unsure about some of these songs and material. Yeah, yeah. And Mar- Mark, Mark, and I had a, a brief discussion about another band. Um, maybe we'll get to them in this series one day. But I'm, I'm really hesitant about the swords and sandals stuff in in my rock and roll. Sometimes <laughs> you gotta pull, you gotta pull it off so well. And we're getting to side B, and I'm just not sure what to think. So that's that's where I'm just gonna leave it. I'm gonna yeah, leave it there. <laughs> it was it was it was hard to even analyze the lyrics too, because I want to because I always like to kind of dig into that a little bit. But some of the stuff is so personal that you don't really know what exactly they're getting at, yeah, necessarily sure. all the time. So sometimes it's like, does it really? I mean, I like how Freddie's singing it, but it's like I don't know how to analyze it except unless you're in like his shoes. Right. Um, yeah, because it's very artsy. I mean, you read you in a lot of these, a uh, lot of the lyrics. I mean, there's a lot of. This is probably Fre- Freddie, where you're like, okay, Freddie, he's, he's developing something here that's that ultimately becomes Queen. Uh, that's that's the frustrating. Like you were saying, there as far as the caveat, there are great elements here where you can see, okay, there's the the Queen elements are very strong here, but it just felt like they weren't developed enough. And for a record that like a lot of heavy rock fans love so much, I was really kind of like let down a little bit. Sure. So, uh, is Alex next or is Mark next? Uh, Alex, I think it was number three. Yeah, 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 oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm, a, I'm honestly gonna kind of agree with both of you guys on this one, uh, especially Chris, where... Uh, coming into this album, uh, you know, prior to this week, I had never heard anything off of this, uh, even Seven Seas of Rye. Uh, you know, I know I kind of mentioned on the last episode, like, Chris kind of asked, oh, you've never heard that song before? And it sounded kind of familiar, but like I said in the opening episode, like, there's a lot of Queen that I'll, you know, gladly admit, I, I honestly don't know outside of the hits. It's just one of those bands that I never really dove totally into, so... You know, I was kind of reading into this album, and yes, I heard the deep, the uh, kind of cult classic or one of those early albums that, you know, a lot of the diehard fans really love. And I try not to use this specific website too much uh, going into like reviewing albums, but I'll admit I- I've used allmusic.com yeah. for years to read, especially if there's like a band where, you know, I missed that, I missed the bone on them, and I really honestly don't know where to start. They have a big catalog, it's kind of daunting. Where, where do I start? You know, I don't always necessarily want to start at album one. So I'll go into allmusic.com. I'll sort it by user reviews. So it's not the website giving their reviews. It's actually the fans' reviews. Because, I, you know, I kind of want to see what do the fans feel like are the best albums. And Queen 2 is actually pretty high. Uh, it, higher than Queen 1. So I'm like, ooh, okay. Uh, you know, I don't know any songs on this, but there's got to be something to it. And I was listening to it, and yeah... I'll say, you know, maybe it's more focused objectively, mm-hmm. but more boring. 
absolutely. But yeah, that was, fell asleep listening to this, That's I guess. what I said. And this past weekend, my girlfriend was down, and she's a big Queen fan, honestly. Uh, she knows a lot more Queen than I do, so she's been really excited uh, that we're doing this discography. Uh, but, you know, she doesn't know a whole lot from this album. Uh, probably like most kind of uh, early or younger Queen fans. And she even agreed, too. It's like we're, we're driving down to the city and we're listening to this and it's like nothing's really hitting. Jumping like there's out, some yeah. there's there's some cool parts here and there. There's some great melodies. There, there's some great ideas. But like overall, there's nothing that really, you know, gets you. And I'll agree, like on Queen One, there's there's some of those songs like Keep Yourself Alive and Liar where it's like, oh, man, like I'm going to yeah, go back and I'm going to listen to that album. There's something really hooky there that just rocks. There's not really anything like that. On this album, but maybe, uh, you know, front to back, it's a little bit more cohesive where Mm -hmm. at Queen One, they were kind of all over the place. They were trying a bunch of different sounds and here they they refined it a little bit, but maybe it's not necessarily better. So it's it's not. Yeah, the strength is not uh, there, but 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 the the delivery, though, you can tell it's it's a much like there's feels like there's a little bit more of a budget, but it feels kind of like they kind of wasted it a little bit. Yeah, so um, <laughs> I, I think I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10. Uh, but I will say, uh, you know, I'd be excited to come back to this album later on uh, because I could see, you know, if you're a diehard Queen fan and you've listened to every album so much and it's like, okay, you're going to kind of bend your ear to the stuff that's not so popular. And I feel like I could understand that. So it'll be interesting. Maybe, you know, by the end of the discography where after I've heard everything, I'll kind of like Queen 2 a little bit more. So that's where I'll stay for now. Yeah, and what makes that thought uh, fun with the format that we work with is that, uh, you know, when we've been, you know, when we're 14 albums deep into a a discography, sometimes you listen back to, uh, you know, with Pink Floyd, you go and you listen back to Iziba Bar or some of the weird experimental stuff they did and just... Wow, you know, I can't believe how far we've come since then. Um, and that kind of uh, leads me to my opening thought on this album that uh, I, I was talking with um, my dad earlier in the week, uh, Kevin's dad as well, uh, incidentally. But uh, <laughs> uh, so we were having, but it was just uh, me and him, and we were talking about Queen, and he'd listened to the first episode, and he was also guest on Pink Floyd. Um, so, you know, big Pink Floyd fan, not so much a Queen fan, but uh, in, in into this. And just, you know, the comment that he made, this the general comment was that, you know, the thing about Queen is that when you listen to them on their first record and you listen to them on their on their last record, you listen to them on any in between, it's like specifically like Brian May always had the same sound. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's just it's just Queen. It just it just is what it is. And you know, I, I know that's an age old debate on you know never change versus try something different once in a while. Uh, and I'm kind of concerned that two albums in that we don't really. Uh, that we're not going to experience that type of evolution with the band. Uh, maybe I'll be proven wrong, but uh, there's a lot of this that's just, you know, it, it, it seems to lack the excitement right off the bat. And I'm glad that they found their sign or, or their, their, their sound early. Uh, that's that's kind of a weird thing to criticize them for. But, you know, maybe uh, um, I'm already getting a little bit, I'm not tired of it yet, but it's just kind of like, well, you know, where are we going from here? Uh, because, you know, the budget got a little bit bigger and the, the maybe it was a little bit more, coherent at least their um their their songwriting this time around um you know they tried to maybe get a little bit more conceptual but i'm just not sure if it works for me um and i kind of had a parallel with this album and i was thinking uh van halen one and van halen two we have queen one and queen two uh and how van halen two is really in 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 a lot of ways like you know van halen one is the songs that they had been working on you know 
performing live for many years and Van Halen 2 is like, well, do it again. And they did it again. And in some ways, I like Van Halen 2 better than Van oh, yeah. Halen 1 just because just it's just fresher. To today. Yeah, it, yeah, there's just something that, about that, that, that. And that should tell you that should tell you something. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> do I get this with Queen 2 over Queen 1? Um, I don't know. I think the highs are a bit higher. Uh, there are certain songs that stand out, and at least there's no, um, you know, just uh, stupid mistakes that that they they they, they make. Like uh, what would like modern times rock and roll, just like a complete garbage track. Like there there really isn't that here. So no. overall, you know, I feel like it should be better, but I don't think I could be anywhere anywhere near the seven point five that I gave them last time. So I think I'm going to do. Oh, geez, it's so boring because it's just right what everyone else is saying. And, uh, you know, there's three other opinions on the show, but they're all kind of saying the same thing and hate to be there. But uh, I guess I have to be 6.5 with this and let's see where it goes. All right. Okay. Well, it sounds like I'm going in hot right now, but like a very hesitant <laughs> seven. Yeah. Right. So, seven so. is a positive score. Like it really is a, a good, solid album. You know, six right. is getting on the, the take it or leave it side and. I don't know. I, 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 I think that there is. Well, let's find out. Let's get to track by track. Yes, this is Procession. We're just going to keep doing this, aren't we? But uh, Pink Floyd and the heartbeat intro. Yeah, I know. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Didn't we just do that? Like, didn't they just do that in 73 and, and uh, Dark Side? But, you know, just keep that in mind. I'm just going to point that out because the way they close this album, I I, I will mention on the last song what? and the contrast with that. But, yeah, it just uh, and then the whole like we are classically trained. Here's a guitar fugue. You know, it just it's just uh, very. um I don't know. I, I'm I will, tired of the throwaway instrumentals that it, yeah, open an album. Like, I, I, I will just wish say, they would I mean, kick down the door. I, I will say, I mean, it's definitely like the, I mean, it's got the queen melodic feel to it. I mean, through and through. Um, I looked at it more as just as a queen de- like album device. Like it's like you, mm-hmm. and I don't think they, they didn't really, well, yeah, they didn't do that on the previous record. I mean, it was just an all rocker, which I wish they would have done again, but yeah. here, it just, here it just seems like they're just dipping deeper into the yeah, the uh, uh, into the queen sphere or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, it's uh, I I appreciate it for them kind of pushing their identity. But again, as a song, I mean, I would never want to go, go back and revisit that. I yeah, mean, just from, I mean, from 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 a strictly just selfish kind of meat and potatoes listener. Yeah, like, OK, I I can objectively look at it. Yeah, as yeah, just from the, the band, because we're talking about them specifically. Now, now I, and, I did yeah. hear a weird influence. I don't know if it was an influence or not, and I'll probably irritate people with this comparison. But uh, many years later, The 
Queensryche? Or who was that? This is Vinnie Vincent Invasion. And Let Freedom Rock and Star Spangled Banger off of the uh, second <laughs> album. I... Like I know that comparison is going to irritate people, but it just—I I, just—I just heard a lot of that, just that kind of like that guitar fugue opening. Yeah, I don't know. I think that. Yeah, I, I mean, don't know. maybe I mean, that's a good compliment for Queen to say that they were ahead of the game with that kind of, uh, you know, it, Malmsteen type of of guitar work that would be I mean, popular they, for another, right. you know, at least nine or ten years. Yeah, I mean, they weren't as blistering. I mean, it was more kind of composed yeah, versus just kind of just yeah, kind of vomiting notes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, here, I think they, they said it's, uh, it has that funeral procession kind of feel to it. Yeah, but it's, uh, like, who thinks this yeah. track is great? Like, this is just, man, have you heard <laughs> Procession from Queen? Boy, if you're a real fan, you dig into Procession. Yeah, it's a weird I think that's it's a weird melodic device. With, I don't know, yeah. It's the hard part with all these short instrumental tracks, as we've done all these discographies, honestly, is that you actually dig into them and you're like, eh, I don't know. Do I love it? Mm. You know, and, and that shows, I think, during a lot of our love and flushes that we're, we're, I don't know how to treat these. And we maybe wish that the door was kicked down more often. But then, mm-hmm. like, do, do I, I don't necessarily also don't want to stop people from doing these because I also don't want the same thing all the time. Right. So that's it's hard to balance that. I mean, but yeah, it I know. Like, I'm never probably going to go back and listen to Procession. Yeah. It sounds more like I mean, Mark, you were talking about, uh, about as far as I mean, I mean, is this kind of is this in any way a concept record? I mean, Procession would work in the in that context, um, but I don't know. I I mean, there's definitely a theme here. I don't know if all of these songs kind of go into each other though, like a like a normal concept. Like like I was telling Alex when you walked off for a minute, yeah. I, uh, sometimes it was really hard getting into, unless you were in Freddie's shoes as far as what he was writing about. I mean, all of this is very much kind of what he was into, whether it was uh, yeah, just books or whatever, or mm-hmm. um, or art or whatever. I I don't know. I mean, it yeah, it, it I had a hard time trying to kind of connect the dots. I mean, I know you've got kind of the medieval feeling, kind of you've got the queens, you've got the the fairy, yeah, you got the, the white and the black side of the record, and everything. yeah, yeah, right, yeah, the ogre. So yeah, okay, it's definitely got this medieval like epic kind of. But again, I had as far as actually drawing a line from front to back. I mean, was sometimes a little difficult, and even mm-hmm. trying to interpret his lyrics were very. Uh, they didn't necessarily like, oh yeah, that's what that is. I mean, some of it, it just felt like they were just filling in the <laughs> the lines. Maybe yeah. it was more influential in 1974. Yeah. Uh, maybe it was just like, yeah. wow, this Brian May guitar tone is, is really cool. Can't get enough of it. It just, you know, uh, uh, basically this is not even a, a band piece. It's just a Brian May piece, which is just kind of, uh, in my yeah. mind, just uh, in, in a way, just kind of a, a weird way to open an album with, with a very sure. talented band, you know, just to have a solo piece. Right. And I think we've, we've, we all know Brian, you know, <laughs> and right. so this is not going to blow our minds necessarily, unfortunately, maybe. But mm-hmm. all right, we're going to move on to our second track, which is Father to Son.
Lots okay. of reverb. Yeah. <laughs> Let me set the scene for this one. Oh, it's boy. Saturday. It's 3 p.m. Oh, yes. And oh, it yes. is a crowded Costco out. gas station. The line <laughs> just goes around the block. And oh, you three man. are there. And maybe not Chris. You're there. You're cranking the firehouse. And I pull up, <laughs> top down. I'm cranking this. It doesn't get any cooler than that. That is great. Yeah, love that. So, I mean, just imagine what that would be like live on stage for Freddie. Like, I just picture Freddie just moving around, doing mic spins. Actually, I mean, there's just some fist pumping moments there. It's like, where did where did this Black Sabbath queen come from? Can Can I say? I was gonna say that I guess for a little later, but just because you played the clip, that little guitar part. Right at 2.45, um, where he's basically, Brian is hammering on and pulling off on the fretboard with his left hand, but also bending the bar down. Mm -hmm. It's right at 2.45. Yeah. I heard that, and what, this album came out in 74? First thing I thought of, and this is just because I'm a nerd with guitar shit like this, but like Brad Gillis (laughs) from Night Ranger. Yeah. That is such a Brad Gillis move. Like, that is a move that... Like '80s hair metal guitarists would do, like Eddie and well, maybe they yoinked it from him. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah. it's like wow, it's kind of interesting to hear that kind of technique that in '74, and it, it yeah. may have been done before. But yeah, no, this is honestly this is this is a great song. I said good rocker, a lot of good riffs, um, maybe a little bit of who here and there with some of yeah, the keyboard parts, and even I think Brian has gone to say in interviews that. He's like, yeah, if people hear Who and Led Zeppelin in this album, it's I'm, I'm sure they do, because those were our favorite bands at the time. Right. And That's you can good. hear it. And yeah, I, I just I, I like that part. And again, I, I guess another thing that, you know, production wise, I guess if you're looking at it from like a sonic standpoint, like, yes, it's maybe more impressive, like layering Oh, yeah, wise, it's very, but it's, just, it's very loud. It's very reverby. I don't know what it is. Like reverb- when Freddie sings, there's almost like a wash yeah. over it. Yeah, yeah, but I, I guess I was expecting maybe the album to sound a little bit more different than LP one, and I guess you know they, it was a time and a place, and they probably didn't have like the technology to make a totally different sounding album. But again, something about the production on this on the drums, I don't know if it's clipping or what, but I feel like I don't hear a lot of stuff like this blown out. It's like you listen to it. I don't know if it was a mastering thing or one, and I know I'm getting nerdy here, but if you listen to some of the drums and when it gets loud, like if you listen to it through headphones. It, yeah, it feels like it's going to, yeah. like. It's like exploding. <laughs> I almost yeah. get like, uh, like kind of a different genre, but if you listen to like uh, Raw Power by Iggy and the Stooges, it's so yeah. loud that it's just like. Clipping all clipping the. Clipping uh, yeah. and distorted. And it's like, yeah, that's kind yeah. of the raw visceral sound, but it's like. Ooh, dial it down a little bit. So I, yeah, I know. That, <laughs> I wonder what that is. Californication in 1974 here. Yeah, uh, it's, what's like, right, it's like cool about the song too. Is we focused yeah. on that and all the heavy parts so far, but I mean, just you know, 30 seconds back from that, you have this. I mean, just their ability to transition from that to you know, uh, Rainbow Rising, Black Sabbath. You know, 15 seconds later is right. incredible and uniquely yeah. right, quick. Yeah. And I appreciate that. 
props to Roger Taylor too on the drums. He's bringing it on the skins on this song for sure. Mm-hmm. Right. I, it's funny. One thing I just wish they would have had some kind of hook that just tied it all together because I mean this just sounds like one really cool extended jam that really doesn't have any. Not, yeah, but not it's anything. so cool. I think it is. They, no, like I said, I, I again, I this is another one that kind of I guess you could say stocks on the rise. Yeah, where I kind of after multiple listens, I kind of got into it a little bit more. Um, but. Uh, yeah, Kevin, can you play the beginning? I just want to point out that who, I mean, this was probably the most who thing on the record was the beginning of the song. Wait for that guitar part. Yeah, that's a Pete Townsend power chord if I ever. Yeah. Um... Uh, and yeah, I don't know. Yeah, with yeah with Freddie's vocal, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know if they were trying to go for that arena like vibe where it just sounds like they're singing in a uh, 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 yeah, like in a big yeah, like twenty thousand seater. Like they just put okay, let's just pr- press record and we'll just do it here. Sometimes I felt man, I, I would have loved to have heard this song if they just dialed that back and just had it like a normal like in the studio kind of raw, just yeah, just focusing, but remove all the effects off of the. I think that would have, I think the impact would have hit me a little bit harder. Mm-hmm. Uh, not like the, the early uh, Iron Maiden albums. Yeah, yeah where they're very kind of yeah, where yeah, where yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, Diano, yeah, where it's not yeah. There's a real kind of like a layered uh, kind of thing to the vocal. Uh, I do like it on here, and uh, and I know on Queen One, this is the one quip I had with Freddie's vocal where it cracked sometimes. Uh, Kevin at four thirty three, I like how he those high notes are very focused now. There's no cracking that uh, doesn't go out of tune. He just is right in the pocket. It seems like they got that, yeah, that that done as far as kind of uh, kind of working on those limitations that they had on the first one. It's just they just produced it, they've worked on it, and they kind of. I just wish it would have, yeah, yeah. I just wish it would have kind of carried a little bit better. Uh, this I don't would know be what a it, great six yeah. song, like the six spot on a yeah, really okay. great record. Yeah, I don't know if it yeah, carries maybe. the number yeah, two I, spot. <laughs> what what did you guys think of like the last like minute and a half? I don't know, like when they're all singing like in harmony together. I don't know. It just had a weird kind of. Uh, that was for the one part of the song I didn't really like. Uh, it just felt kind of amateurish a little bit. Uh, yeah, Kevin. Uh, yeah, can you queue up like the last like minute twenty? I don't know, it sounds like poison. A little bit. I don't know. It sounds like they're not. It almost sounds like when you get a bunch of drunk guys at a bar like singing karaoke together and like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> yeah, it kind of does. Like, it kind of does. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, it just sounds like it doesn't sound like a band like kind of working together. It just sounds kind of like just a bunch of guys goofing off. And, and with this, with with a song that like you like you said, Mark, that has so much going uh, for it. Yeah, that this was one thing been, to kind of. This should have been the closer of the A side, maybe. You know, with that with that sing along ending, yeah, maybe it just fades maybe out. Maybe what did they do before, where the song faded out, but then the vocals faded out later? I think that was on the previous album. 
Uh, I, I can't remember. Yeah, I don't know, I but you know, just it just it's it's, it's a, a strong song. It just I don't know if it carries as the opener. What is effective in the opener? Yeah. Sure. All right. Well, uh, we're going to move on to White Queen as it began. It's funny. I can see why uh, Rob Halford was such a fan of this record. That was one thing I kind of came across because uh, you can hear a lot of early Judas Priest uh, in here. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with uh, Sad Wings of Destiny. That was the second record. Is he, is he a fan of this particular record? Yeah, yeah. He said, yeah, I guess they, this is a big uh, like a big favorite for a lot of like, rock guys like Billy Corgan, um, uh, Axl Rose. I guess this was his favorite Queen uh, record. Really? Um, and uh, yeah, and Rob Halford, I guess I, that was one point that they or person that really kind of seemed to really connect with this record. Uh, but if you listen to a song like um, uh, and our listeners can check that out, a dreamer deceiver, which has a. Uh, a very similar kind of acoustic part. Uh, and I think that came out a year later, uh, a year or two later. Uh, I, I, yeah, this is very, uh, this is very cool. Um, even knowing that other song, I, I like the, uh, yeah, kind of the classical kind of, uh, inst- uh, acoustic instrumental that goes into the heavy guitar, uh, especially in some of those verses where Freddie kind of comes in in that, in that context, uh, and listening back to Kevin's clip, I like the reverb or kind of vocal. It just, I don't know if it just, helps fill the song out a little bit more where it didn't on the previous one. Um, and uh, I love the, and I don't know if it was, if uh, Brian had an effect on the uh, guitar, but where it had almost like a sitar at 240. Kevin, can you play that? Sure. It's so clean sounding. Com- yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I really started like a resonator or something. Yeah, yeah I don't know resonator. what it is. I, I, I'd like to just kind of the tone that it gives the song. Uh, uh, yeah, it just kind of adds. Yeah, just a, it's that kind of like the stuff that Led Zeppelin was doing, where they throw this yeah. weird like acoustic instrument. And they're like, wow, that's neat. I, didn't, I wasn't yeah, expecting I, that. That kind of that, that's kind of neat. Uh, and it was something later on that a lot of bands would use. But I, I like how they did it here. And again, it's not really a hook. It's just a cool kind of instrumental choice that kind of. Yeah, as far I mean, that's what makes a good deep cut. Yeah, yeah, it adds uh, yeah. texture. Yeah, you know what this almost this almost feels like a second to last song on an album before the ending. Rock yeah, where it slows down, where it slows down a little bit. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I and I I actually really really like this song. Like I, I don't know, it gives me like yes of the era. 
feelings. You know, it gives me warm blanket feelings. I just yeah. don't know if I buy it in the three or two spot, depending on how you view procession. And that's the hard part. Like, too early for a ballad? <laughs> It's not even really a ballad either. It's just a, it's a, a soft rocker, I guess. Yes, yeah. I know, but, but with, gonna, some, with some heavy the, moments. The problem but, yeah. is we're going to follow it up with a soft rocker, not to get ahead of myself. No, that's true. But, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it'd be so. interesting to analyze the placement on this record as well, because I know, I don't know if it was mentioned or if there's like a trivia, but I mean... The album was kind of structured in a certain way where they talk about the side white and the side black and how the side white are the softer songs and the side black are the more aggressive, kind of esoteric, uh, more proggy songs. So I guess if they were trying to follow that format, it worked. But yeah, there, there's a lot of cool stuff on here. Uh, yeah, Chris, very Zeppelin-y. Uh, I thought the verses were beautiful, and yeah, that sitar thing is kind of cool. And again, I, I mentioned this other guitar player on the first show, uh, and I wonder if maybe they were listening to each other or if this guy took from Brian. But again, it's, it's mm. kind of giving me those Uli John Roth, early yeah. Scorpions, kind of like yeah. Egyptian kind of like neoclassical vibes. Right. And, you know, a lot of people, I will say, it's pretty obvious, but... Uh, you know, people look to Richie Blackmore as kind of the neoclassical guy who went on to inspire Ingve and maybe even Randy Rhodes to an extent with some of the mm-hmm. classical leads and stuff. But I don't know. I hear a lot of it in Brian as well, mm-hmm. a lot of his playing. So, yeah. Well, Richie but, Blackmore would have been five yeah. years, six years into a major right. career at this yeah, point. Though. Yeah, you got you. Like yeah. I said before, though, you guys have to listen to the uh, the second Priest record because there's a lot of this in on that record. Uh, oh, so yeah, I, the I, really early Priest. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I love true. that. I mean, I love that record a lot more that, than this. I mean, it's one of my favorite Priest records. But uh, but I can see where Rob, after reading and researching this, I'm like, okay, I can see where Rob was getting at on those early records. Yeah, there is a lot of that Queen Two, I guess, vibe on that <laughs> second record. Yeah, uh, right. I think they did it a little better, but yeah. All right. Well, moving on along with the record, like I mentioned before, we have another acoustic song. This one is Someday One Day. Queen, it's 1974. It's time to leave the 60s. They're long gone. Yeah. Like it's 19. Like Nixon is gone. You know, uh, <laughs> Vietnam's over. I come I on. I, 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 I the guitar stuff is kind of cool, but it, it's also kind of sloppy, which is weird uh, for Queen. Um, yeah, I, I, this 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 is yeah. Sell me on this one because I'm not buying it. <laughs> I don't know. I. <laughs> 
this is fine. This is again after listening like the slow burn for me. Yeah, this was another one like okay, this is kind of a weird. And I'll admit, there's no real hook. Again, that's my biggest thing. There's nothing that just a it's just kind of yeah. It's like it's like it's, it's like you're it's like you're sitting in front of the fire with your friends enjoying a nice summer, and you're just like okay, oh like oh, he's pulling out the guitar. He's just gonna start singing. <laughs> run, run for the hills. <laughs> hills. Okay, where's it gonna go? Someday, one day. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but that totally reminds me of like just people in the '60s all sitting around Camp in the circle, stomach. getting stoned with, with and the, all that good the stuff. guitar. Oh boy, no, I, I just true. I, I I I don't know what it is, but for some you reason like I bu- I I bought into it here. I, I did I did too. After I, again, it took it took me a while. It took me a while. To Alex is still walking around with the impeach Nixon signs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I. I bought into it. I, I said it was a very nice melody. The someday one day was a I love warm and a warm blanket to me. I and, love that. I love that. Chorus, and, uh, party and, and I thought it was, and I know I'm wearing a journey band shirt right now, but I, I said it was a cool journey song, not, not journey as in reference to the band, but it's something that you can kind of get lost in. Like there was different kind of ebbs yeah. and flows and, I, I mentioned this band so many times on the podcast, but I, I almost heard like a Simon and Garfunkel vibe where oh, I'm sure. I, I think of a scene a, a lot when I hear stuff like this, because one of my favorite movies is The Graduate with Dustin Hoffman. And there's that scene in the movie where towards the end, he is driving up to Northern California uh, and there's like those overhead shots of him in like the red convertible. Yeah. And you can see like he's him going through Big Sur or wherever it is going. Right. And there's like... You know, Mrs. Robinson or, or uh, Barbara Square or whatever the song is yeah. on uh, that he's playing. And I feel like I can kind of hear that playing yeah. overhead here. Like, it really fits that vibe. And I said, you know, I could picture driving up PCH, Pacific Coast Highway, listening to this or walking through the Redwoods or something like that. And maybe that's a little yeah. hippie-ish and it's not really yeah. their vibe. But I just, I kind of bought into it here. I, I really like Brian's contribution. Years, we're only four years away from Van Halen one here. Yeah. That's not the California vibe I want in 74. Sure. <laughs> sure. I, I you know what, it's kind you, of a you know, and, and Queen's but, not even a California yeah. band, so like you yeah. know what I think stay in your lane, really, but I like it. <laughs> you know what I think really sold me on this? I think and maybe you guys don't agree, but I Brian May is a very underrated singer. Yeah. He is. When he's when, when he's given yeah. the right. Maybe he who knows, maybe if this was a stronger because again, yeah, it's not the strongest ballad, but uh I like how he delivers there. I mean he's very there's not really any slap anywhere. I mean, it just sounds like a guy who's just kind of enjoying. Like, okay, I'm not trying to prove anything necessarily. I'm just kind of having fun and enjoying kind of like myself. Like a Richard Wright. Yeah, where he okay. can sing, he can he can make it happen. You know. Yeah. yeah. I, I, yeah I, I, I did. I, yeah, I didn't mind the delivery on this at all. Oh. But, uh, but yeah, that's that's it. Yeah. What I did mind. <laughs> oh boy. Was the minute long <laughs> outro on a four minute song not needed? I'm sorry. Vinny territory, no one to end it. It it, it, kind of got me thinking. I'm like, oh, this is the ending chorus. Oh, wait, it's like two minutes, three minutes in. What's the other minute and 30 seconds for? I don't know. And then it just fades off into the sunset and into a complete, like, I don't know. This is another one. I said, maybe we close out the side with this song. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did did have in my notes, uh, yeah, that I did like the... Like parts of the outro, where it's just kind of, it's that night. I don't know, maybe because I. It's not offensive. It's just like. Yeah, I guess. Right, maybe it's it is there, a little yeah. long overplay, but again, it has that nice kind of West Coast guitar major melody kind of. It's it's nice. 
Well, like, as I Alex did. said, yeah. they're not a California band, so I guess we're going to go with South Coast, or we'll go with so- <laughs> yeah, we'll go with the Cliffs of Dover or something. I don't right. know. I am my UK geography. <laughs> Somebody help All me right. out on that one. Yeah, please brush us up. <laughs> Brighton or something? I don't know. Uh, Where would you anyway, be driving and listening to this in 1974 in the UK? I don't know. They don't really seem like that kind of band. Before we get in trouble just, for uh, UK geography ignorance, I think. You know, what's interesting about Queen, and this is just an aside from the music of this, they never really yeah. felt like a UK band the way Led Zeppelin does, the way Pink Floyd does. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Pink Floyd is such a UK band. Um, you know, Queen could be, maybe it's because they were very popular in the U.S. and then they weren't in the 80s, but they were extremely popular. Just they kind of have this global sense to them. Right. Maybe it's because they're immortalized because Freddie died. And so they've become kind of this mythical global phenomenon that's right. kind of outlived the music. I don't know. But uh, yeah, just kind I of I don't aside. know. So, some things on, some things I can't see a U.S. band writing lyrically. Yeah, but it's, it's not that several species of whatever okay, gardening yes, with the pick. Or that's true. <laughs> it's and, just and, insufferably and British. Roger's yeah, that, yeah, countryside acoustic ditties. Yeah, and, that and, we just, and Richard Wright and his, his groupie songs, what a summer of 68, which was just like yeah, as, as yeah. British sensibility, as gentlemanly as you would get. Just, just I, like, Don't get that with Queen, and I guess I like that. I don't know. I, you know what I think? I think it's time to pull out the rock a little bit. You know, it's funny, and it just occurred to me now, and I'm not sure if it's going to hurt my future opinion on this song. Um, <laughs> Leslie West, uh, Mississippi oh, Queen. Oh, sure. Uh, yeah. I don't know why wow. I didn't realize it before. I mean, that now, I don't know if that... Because I, I really like this song. I think it's a step up from, what was it, Modern Times yeah. Rock and Really Awards. Yeah. It's, le- it's less Led Zeppelin, now it's more kind of their own. But it's still, it's like, wait a minute. Why didn't I think of that before? Yeah, it sounds like Mountain. Yeah, which is great. I mean, yeah, I hear it. You know, I hate when we listen to things as comparisons, and then I think, man, why are we listening to that? <laughs> so much better than that one. I, yeah, I didn't the, think this was a half bad song, but then I hear that, and I just think, yeah, I know. Uh, it, it, I don't know why it didn't, yeah. uh, but I still like that. I mean, I think, I think it's again it's the the uh, the overall production and construction of it is a little tighter. Uh, and I still, I did, I did come back to the song quite a bit because I just like, uh, I like how uh, Rod, uh, Roger's voice clips i don't know just where he kind of ah, he's, mm-hmm. he's got that leslie west kind of grind in it 
when um, he digs in, he can make that happen. Yeah, he's yeah. the rock. He's the he's the he's the blues rock kind of soul yeah. band. Yeah, that's a good point, uh, Chris. It, yeah. And you can and, and I'll agree too. I mean, I, I think this is definitely a step up from modern times rock and roll. But I think it's I think it's cool. Like you know, I, I, even if it's not something that you would necessarily want to listen to. I appreciate the band kind of establishing each member's like personality in the early records. I mean, maybe outside of John Deacon, because he's not singing on anything, but like you can tell like who's the cool, dirty, like, you know, glammy rocker in the band. It's Roger. Mm -hmm. Like he's into Bowie. He's into Slade. He's into T-Rex. Like you could tell right away. And uh, you know, one of my favorite bands, and you could take them or leave them. I, I just I, I got into them at a at an early age, back in, in early high school. But the Foo Fighters, like you know, maybe the biggest band in, in the world today, and and I love the band. But Taylor, the drummer, humongous Queen, and and does not hide it at all. He has gone on to say how cool Queen is and how cool yeah. Roger Taylor is. Yeah. And, and 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 you know, like I said, I'm not the biggest queen aficionado so there's so much that i haven't heard but taylor is always going on about how cool roger is he's like oh roger's the coolest drummer ever and stuff like that and i'm like all right well i mean he's a drummer and i get why you look up to him but i'm like i'm not quite sure why i get that and then you start listening to this early stuff and it's like all right this guy's got a little bit of swagger and a little bit uh you know you could Tell the guy who's pulling the tail in the band, maybe. <laughs> Where, whereas when you listen to Pink Floyd, you find out who it is, and it's not who you would expect. Well, yeah. <laughs> but here, it's like you could tell. It's like, you know, oh. Brian, uh, you know, Roger's more the meat and potatoes guy, and, and you know, maybe John and Brian and uh, and Freddie are the more kind of prog smarts guys. The, you know, Roger's the partier, and I think it's cool that it's sort of established here in the music. Well, so, John's right. bass playing in this song in particular is worth listening to. You know, it's it's not mm-hmm. this is the kind of thing that's yeah, like, it's got, you yeah. know, the most incredible bass playing on the face of the planet. Like, but it is that kind of thing where you you notice it. Like, you, it is it's like in in some ways that's this perfect bass guitar where it complements the piece but also stands on its own in parts. It just doesn't hide. Right. So yeah. I like it in this song. Yeah, very groovy. <laughs> I do love actually the get that buzzy guitar tone on this song <laughs> yeah, in particular. A, yeah, I, I don't. Yeah. I would was not criticizing him. For his using the same sound over, and he's used seven different sounds since then. Yeah, he's I, opened I up would with not Brian May sound. I would not want an entire album of it necessarily, but on this song, it works, and I'm glad that it was here because, like, I could see an entire album. Like, okay, you want to turn that pedal off now, or you know, turn turn down the amp. But uh, on this song, no. On this song, crank it up. It's good. I, I like the. There's something about this just doesn't feel like Queen lyrics, and I like it. I just kind of like it. There's yeah. something nihilistic about it. I guess I don't know. It's just kind of it's like almost and it's weird. It's almost self defeating. It's kind of fun. Right. It's also very weirdly hooky too. I don't know if it's just because yeah. he's putting everything into it, but you kind of. Yeah. I remember just like humming the, yeah, yeah, just the, yeah, yeah, just the way that he sings the chorus is just a, uh, yeah, user and abuse. I don't know. Yeah, just I love yeah. Yeah. So okay. song that okay. it mostly would have not worked, but I guess somehow it came together. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you wanted, and let's say you hated the loser in the end, and you wanted a complete 180 lyrically from it, you could flip over the record mm-hmm. because we are going to start side B with or side ogre. black. Oh, side black. I'm sorry, side black <laughs> with uh, with ogre battle. Oh, not a battle is 
love that. This is a cool song. There's a lot in it. Unfortunately, the title just makes me think of Revenge of the Nerds and Ogre. And <laughs> just like when he's in that scene, when he's working out and uh, the girl tells him about the nerds and I just, oh, oh, like he just grunts all the time and I just keep, can't get that out of my head. But uh, this is a really cool key, uh, queen chorus right here. I love that uh, at 103. Now once upon Sorry, it's a verse, not a chorus, but like something about that just really reminds you of like "Don't Stop Me Now" or something, which is it's, it's different. I'll, I'll, it's different. I'll, I'll yeah. preview that. That's my favorite Queen song. So there's 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 uh, some some cool cool stuff percolating here. Yeah, man. What I'm what I'm yeah. This is probably up to this point probably the heaviest they've gotten, especially that main riff. That I mean, that yeah, nobody, it's got a little metal there. Almost. Yeah, yeah. They don't. I don't. They never did it before, and they. I don't think they ever really do it again. I mean, like that, where it just kind of digs in. Uh, and I know, I know during when you were playing, I love that part where it just goes, ooh, yeah, and then it goes into that power <laughs> card. I don't know why. It's just, it's only, I think only Freddy could have just, just because of his, yeah, his charisma could have, could have gotten away with that. But I just, yeah, that's just such a, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, this is one of those where yeah, they pull the heavy influences and I think it serves them very, very well. Uh, yeah, I had, I think, a couple of spots marked on here. Um... Yeah, this is funny. It's like kind of like Old King Rat, but I think this, I don't know, here it just feels like it comes together a little bit more. Yeah, it just sounds like more of a classic versus that one, which I still love that uh, other song, but here, I don't know, it just it just kind of rocks a little harder. Yeah, and and the whole uh, uh, concept, too, doesn't, uh, there's so much happening musically that if there's just a, a goofy thing going on lyrically, I didn't notice. <laughs> it just <laughs> went over my head. I suppose so. But we're going to move on to the Fairy Fowler's Master Stroke. That's what I have to say to this song. <laughs> Not having it. Whoa. Um, this reminds me of some really bad progressive metal. 
and it's unfortunate, but if you dig deep enough into that genre, you will find stuff like this that bops along, and you wonder how your life has come to the point where you're listening to that music, and what what is going on, and I, I, I just can't, I can't take this. I'm yeah. sorry. I know this is Queen. I know they've got their shtick, but uh, yeah. This, this you want to talk about Costco gas station? Try this <laughs> oh, one on out for oh, size. Oh, I will crank that. You crank the firehouse. I'll crank the fairy fowls. I, I, I will gladly sure. crank almost any song out of the firehouse first two albums. This uh, uh, make sure this, your Birkenstock yeah. sandals are on when you're cranking this one. That's all this, I can say. This yeah, is a song. This is. I mean. Uh, only only Freddie could pull this off. I mean, yeah. maybe David Bowie could, but I, I mean, I don't, it, I don't think it, he did. I don't think he pulled it off. I, I do. Songs. Like, it's it just kind of a a whimsical musical collaboration that features Freddie and his piano. Like, I, I don't know. Like, it just I, I, I like how sparingly Brian May is used. Uh, really, just not just in this song, but all of Queen. It's just kind of a nice touch that not having guitar uh, all the time, but it, sometimes he'll take a break and then he'll come in just for the pre-chorus. And it'll have some kind of uh, cool line with that. So, you know, it's, it's, it's kind, of, sounds kind, of, kind of weird to sparingly use your lead guitarist. But again, it's an only Queen thing. Like, What other band could pull this off? And, and, and maybe they don't pull it off for you, but I think they do. So uh, it gets a little hoedowny in places. But uh, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a goofy musical number. Uh, yeah, it's I, not a ditty. It's, not a, a, it's, just, it's, it's, it's just fun. I don't know. What was yep. that? The Metallica metal hoedown. The metal hoedown. <laughs> yeah, oh, but the yeah. whole part right here goes did 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 did. Just see people doing that Russian Three Stooges dance where Larry's kicking out his leg. That's cool. That's cool. Like in the back half of an album, it's like, look what we can do. Hang on, guys. We don't care. Like, there's no like you know producer making us dress a certain way or act a certain way. This is how this is what we want to write. They're definitely getting their authenticity. Yeah, I did. They're definitely getting their. Don't have to like it. They're definitely getting their Jethro Tull on here with this one, where it's getting a little highbrow and nerdy but eh, yeah. it depends on what yeah, you want yeah i don't know uh, yeah kevin kind of i don't know if you mentioning like the underground like progressive kind of power metal or whatever i don't know if that i can't get that out of my head now because i do appreciate <laughs> this i am I, but i do agree with mark too i mean this is definitely i mean this is 74 this is definitely definitely i mean the most as far as freddie queen i mean yeah where you got you got the piano which is very pomp and bombastic uh and I do, I did kind of, not that, and I did have mention here, this isn't a song I would necessarily revisit, more appreciating it for what it is to the yeah. band. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I did kind of appreciate from a musical aspect the uh, where you've got the harpsichord and the guitar like in harmony with each other. At 125, Kevin, can you play that? Uh, sure. Let's see. Yeah. 
I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no, I, I whether, can't take that. I yeah, cannot what, again, take what, that. Again, I, That's like something that progressive metal no, bands would, in 2018, they'd be like, oh, I know what we should do. We should do a hoedown. Yeah, this no, that is would be 1974. Yeah, I, I know, I, I, but I, I'm listening to it in 2021, and I yeah, can't I'm, take it. Yeah, but I'm you looking can at appreciate it, what it was in 1974. Right, yeah, I'm looking at it objectively. I agree, Kevin. Yeah. I'm not going to go back. And again, I have that's the last statement I have for this. I'm not going to go back to this, but I had to look at this objectively from a musical perspective. I mean, that's a tight band moment right there. Yeah, whether it's weird or campy or whatever you call it. I mean, that's, yeah, you got Brian May doing those very... I, I love the lines he does there. I think that's yeah, really, yeah, a and, really and cool, yeah. Th- that this is so yeah. obviously a Freddie song, and even the whole back half yeah. of this record is, is a, a Freddie yeah. back half of the record, but it's just everyone brought effort to the table, too. It wasn't like, oh, i got to do this yeah. whether, weird whether song that Freddie wants. It's like there's cool bass stuff going on. There's lots of percussive elements. Yeah, there's, there's, they all brought their, their A-game to something and, that was not just, just Freddie's song. Yeah, and and to be fair, and I know that we this was kind of the one that we probably didn't like off uh, LP one or self, Queen self title, but it's kind of the Jesus of the album where it's like, eh, I don't know if I would really go back and listen to this thing, but I but mean, I man, can they play and can they do something unique and interesting? Yeah, and that's what it is. Can they like sell I, said, it, I, I agree, so. Kevin. Yeah, it's it's a weird kind of, but as far as just from a competency, uh, as far as guys who know their instruments, yeah, yeah. I think it's. I yeah, get it's, it. It's I guess, well but done. there's just other ways to demonstrate that. And if you're, that, that's you're I don't know. That's like the dream theater argument. Oh wow, look how fast they can shred the 64th notes for 10 minutes. Last 10 minutes. Well, well yeah, here it's competent. They're great. Yeah, that's that's great. Here's, but is that something you want like, to listen to? No, they're not yeah, right. overplaying in this song. No, yeah. I wouldn't say they're overplaying. But it I, sounds I like Queen too. It, yeah. it does, but yeah, so does the rest of the album. So I'm just I'm not talking. Okay. You got your it. opinion. Yes, I do. But yeah, this, this is, weird, is like a I, show of opinions, as they right. say. And again, and, and again, my opinion is weird uh, on this one because, again, I agree with Kevin where it's like I'm not going to go back to this because of its weird pomposity. But I do like it for, yeah, I can appreciate it, yeah, for mm-hmm. its musical construct. Yeah, pomposity. Yeah, sure. I like that yeah. word. What were what band can just go full out Black yeah. Sabbath yeah. in Father to Son and then go pomposity? In, <laughs> in, in in here in whatever the fairy fellers forgot the name fairy feller yeah. and have the uh you know and have you buying both sides of it yeah. and just saying wow queen's yeah. a cool band like maybe you yeah. don't think that and uh, then but, do a fo- do a folk rock with someday one day and do almost a punk bowie glam song loser in the end yeah. i mean they and can do a lot instrumentally it's very interesting but yeah musically yeah it's very kind of it's too kind of over the top yeah. for me it'll go back and listen to I get it. Mm-hmm. I, I feel yeah. like I, I don't have a necessarily yeah. a, a timestamp for it, and that, that's my bad. But I feel like at the very end of the song, there was some piano going there that was really foreshadowing Bohemian Rhapsody, mm-hmm. and I love going Ooh. back and back and listening to these early albums and kind of hearing. It's same with the Pink Floyd thing. Like you go back and you listen to the very beginning, and you're like, oh, I, I'm hearing Dark Side stuff way early on. That's cool to hear where it started, and you kind of hear that here too. So, Alex, I think that's on a song that's coming up because I had a note like that. Yeah, was it there as well? Okay. Yeah, maybe I believe so. Yeah, but But, yeah, this next one is Nevermore. Yeah, yeah. 
Anyway, the wind blows. Yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> There's something big, about big this song that is such a clouds parting mm-hmm. after a dark, cold winter. Or and the sun is out and things are melting and just like it's just that uh, that release of warmth. Like there's just this song, just like a warm blanket doesn't describe it. It's like a warm Afghan. It's like a it's like a <laughs> nuclear powered heated Afghan. It's just like it's gonna toast you until the end of time. Yes, man, those 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 heavens stocks on the rise. Oh, oh. That's not even the warm blanket. You could call it a stock on it the rise. Could be this is a queen song. There you go. There's a bunch of them. Yeah, they're, they're, this is the kind of song that I would go back to. It's the goodbye Same. blue sky of, yes, of the Pink yes. Floyd uh, era. I mean, this just has that. Um, you know, would I go back and rock out to the song? Like, no, because there's really no rocking in it. But it's that kind of song that you'd put on and just you know you, you just smile. Like it just got right. that. Well, yeah on stage like you see the band and they've been through tough times and they're playing to 50,000 people and the camera just pans over Freddie yeah. on the piano and it they're just giving their all into this song it's it's such a, a beautiful piece of music oh yeah it, it's doing what he does best I mean really yeah it's just uh, I mean that's his uh, he, the piano whatever you want to call that piano uh ditty or whatever and, uh, yeah, what, yeah what would you call it he almost kind of invented this weird kind of mm-hmm. uh, at least in a rocks a Right, mm-hmm. and I love how it. I love how Fairy Fellers bleeds into it too, where it's like they're almost like mm-hmm. one kind of. Uh, yeah, it's all. It's almost listening to this album multiple times. It was kind of hard to separate the two because I felt like that was one little mini mini saga. Yeah, it's only a minute the seventeen. So yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I wrote. I'm like, man, this song is incredible, and I wish it was longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I guess here is one where uh, I have to kind of question the. Uh, I guess the intent on the placement because if side white is the pretty kind of softer optimistic kind of songs and then side black is the heavier kind of darker stuff i mean maybe it's more from like a lyrical aspect which i'll admit i didn't you know fully dive into on this album but musically i feel like this would have fit more on side white and you could have put like father to son or loser in the end and swapped it but i actually feel like so far even the last two songs they're I wouldn't call them dark songs necessarily. Yeah, so no, I mean, I mean, may, so, maybe, yeah. maybe they're like, oh yeah, that's a good idea, and then they started getting halfway through, and they're like, all right, well, we, <laughs> we definitely, we definitely need something to kind of pick up the end here because we can't have it all like lopsided or, or side one heavy and side two. But yeah, I mean, this is fantastic song, the vocals and just the orchestration, and yeah, like Mark said, so many warm blankets on it, and it's like, yeah, you could tell, you know. They they crap and like like what Mark or Chris said like they kind of invented sort of that like sound with the piano it's like very it, it, theatrical very old, and like old style but it's like you hear that and you're like I know exactly who that, who is. that is yeah and obviously and yes it, you hear this later in Bohemian but it's like cool to hear it here first it's like man they kind of started figuring this out really yeah early right on. I think this is kind of the moment too as far as pushing that like what do you want to call it? early 20th century theatrical yes. yes melodies but here but it sounds like they but they took it and they kind of made it their own here and they really it's, pretty it's really the, pushed the it layered harmonies yeah yeah and, and what a minute minute 17 yeah and they look at what look what they packed into that yeah as far as establishing this is okay we are who we are this is who yeah. we are and okay 
I would say if it yeah. weren't for the layering, this song would be nowhere near. It would just be kind of like, oh, there's a cute little vaudevillian song. There's the Freddie song. Again, it's that everyone's bringing. Effort. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everyone mm-hmm. is being, uh, is a part of this, even if it is just a quintessential Freddie lead moment. The whole right. band is involved. Yeah. Well, that's you know what's I, funny, about, you know what's ahead, funny about all of this yeah. is that we're only a year away from Bohemian Rhapsody. But two albums away from two albums, yes. But, but still, like when you think about it, in timeline, it's very, it's very interesting to think. Of course, you know this is the seventies, like you say. But you know that, that's so interesting how that's like, oh, that's a year away. It's the right. most iconic song, and yeah. we're about, we're almost there. <laughs> like it took forever to get to Dark Side. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is why I keep coming back to the word for this record. Yeah, competent. Yeah, this really, especially here. I mean, that, again, these aren't necessarily songs that I'm gonna go back to on like a, on a normal basis but man are they yeah are they you could tell there's part that's put into here there you can tell the band is working together as a unit mm-hmm. yeah and we, i would go back to this song i just wish last alex said yeah. it wish were a little bit longer or something like i'm not going to go back to a minute 17 of a song yeah and i'm right. not going to go back that's to fairy feller's master stroke and listen to all of it uh, sure. so i don't know maybe again because i i'm paying attention to that little bleed in where they're almost like one song maybe i don't know maybe that helps it a little bit but i don't know if you guys did maybe didn't catch that as much or notice it or maybe it didn't have the same impact that it did when i was listening to it uh where the the connection between those two songs kind of made it a little bit more interesting mm-hmm. yeah. well we've heard from the white queen and now it is time to hear from the black queen with the march of the black queen Yeah, this, uh, that's funny. Yeah, you can tell they're really kind of developing that long form that you'd see on Bohemian Rhapsody here. But this song really frustrated me. And I'll try to keep my, yeah, for the, for the next section. But, uh, yeah, for such an interesting, uh, like, kind of, kind of lyrical song, I, the melodies just didn't resonate with me for almost six like and a half. Ah, ah. <laughs> you know, that, that, that reminded you me, know, what was that? That he, 70s he, he, dick disco. Yeah, what was that? a little proto disco here. Yeah, that wasn't wasn't that wasn't that like <laughs> He Man and the Master of the Universe. Wasn't there a weird like to that to that movie in the soundtrack where they had like that weird kind of like high end? Uh, there was a song. I'm trying to remember what. I don't know if Queen was involved in that. Maybe not. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, yeah. This was a very. Oh, I I don't know. It just felt like the it just felt like the music was not serving the lyrics or the story as much compared to some of the other songs on here. It just felt felt flat, it felt flat for me. I don't know. It just yeah, it just yeah. not the most I, I, uh, the most un- unmemorable song. And for such a long song, and for such a cool like oh the March of the Black Queen. Who I can't wait to see what cool things. And it's like okay, I mean I like the 
Uh, okay, all right, where is it? Where you just, uh, after a while, you just stopped caring, and you kind of, I don't know if, if Alex, if that's the point where you kind of tuned out, yeah, fell asleep, yeah, we, uh, or not, <laughs> yeah, but this was kind of that. called, I mean, that, that's one of the cooler song titles that you could come up with. It's a good song yeah. title, yeah. It, it just, yeah. it's just not, there's a lot of things musically here that don't work, um, mm-hmm. and which is kind of weird, because usually it's the opposite for Queen. Alex, I think this is the moment you mentioned right here at five, uh, right around 5.50. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just says, sounds like nothing really matters. Absolutely. I mean, it just sounds exactly like it's gonna break into Bohemian Rhapsody, which right. I'm thinking, oh no, because I hate that song. Um, but at 6:09, there's some funny stuff going on from Brian May too. I don't know what he's doing. Um, maybe we won't be able to hear this because it might be in mono, but. Like, cause it just set this a nice delicate little part, and then his guitar is just like weaving around. It's just kind of a. It doesn't work with his tone. Like, I get what no. that would become. Like those crazy cool, like yeah, just like ringing up the neck type guitar bombing, but it doesn't work with his tone. Uh, yeah, I don't know where what they were for such a long song. I was expecting like kind of a musical journey, and after a while, I just didn't. I, even with the story itself, I had to kind of pull up like the lyrics just to see. Okay, let's let's see if I can find something. Yeah, in the at least in the story that might uh, and again I pretty much all I found was just me kind of laughing a little bit because uh, there's some uh, maybe because it's Freddie I'll give him a little bit of a pass as far as just the weird uh, but I love that yeah she's vulgar uh, abuse and vile five for the black queen tattoos all her pies yeah she boils and she bakes and she never dots her eyes on some brilliant <laughs> rhyming there <laughs> and it, it's unfor- it's unfortunate because like yeah. between the song title and the length of the song mm-hmm. this should be the centerpiece of the second song i know then that's what that's and what they're really called frustrated queen yeah. and this is like yeah. why did you call yourself queen like here's your moment to explain why maybe and the no. music just yeah. doesn't hit like i said I, I was waiting and we were just yeah just missing all the marks uh, I I did like that, and I think Kevin, you played in the um, in your clip uh, like the uh, the the shared vocals with Freddie and Roger. You got, yeah, it's almost like a call and response. Yeah. I'm like, I kind of liked that a little bit, but again, that's like one what one little cool part in what's almost seven minutes. Yeah, maybe almost maybe he was sitting on his stool and he almost fell out of the chair and they just yeah. So okay, well, we're, we're at the we're, yeah we're so at the end of the budget the so we gotta we gotta keep it. Through. I don't yeah. know maybe it doesn't bother other people but I think it's terrible. Anyway, anyway, second to last track. Funny how love is.
you know, it's funny. This was one of those songs initially. I was like, ugh, like, what is this? This is just a. And then after a few listens, I I was working at my desk and I found myself. I'm like, why am I? I was humming. Yeah, the the chorus. Funny. <laughs> Funny, I'm like I, I. That's what I hate. There, there are some songs where it's like I hate that song, but I just can't get just the delivery out of my head. It just has some weird subconscious mm-hmm. kind of thing that just gets yeah, just lodged in your. Uh, so uh, last but week, w- I walked away with Jesus stuck in my head for about three or four days. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Hmm. It's weird. I don't know what it is. That's maybe that's the brilliance of some of these bands. That they can take a weird like what the hell is that, and they can just put it right in your yeah, and they just can like con- brand it. Construct a hook out of it. Right. right in the noggin. Right. Yeah, and that's not a, that'd be an, uh, not for a bonus episode. Just interesting as far as the psychology of why weird certain songs kind of click when they shouldn't, just based on your own st- uh, your own stylistic uh, kind of loves. Yeah, but, I like uh, the idea. The most insufferable stuck in your head music we could possibly yeah. put together in a <laughs> <Right>. special episode. <laughs> yeah. Everyone bring it to the table. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, my next point, I, I, I was going to use this for the uh, seven for the buy, but I think it's an important point to make now. Um, as far as I was trying to figure out, like the way that he's singing is really familiar. I'm like, what is that? Yeah, I hear and, that. And I'm like, yeah, it's it's Phil Spector's Wall of Sound, like that moat, uh, like what that, it is. Uh, like, yeah, like the like the crystals or the Ronettes or whatever, just the way that yes. he delivers. And it almost sounds like it's coming from the way he sings with the uh, with like the reverb on the vocal, where he sounds like 1963. A it little does. Bit or whatever, it sounds that a little American sound. graffiti or something yeah. there a little bit. I I I, I, I couldn't put my finger on what that sounded like, but that makes total sense. Yeah. And I don't know if I like like I said, I was I was kind of on the fence about this one. I'm like, I don't really. It, I don't really like it just just from a superficial, but I kind of there's again there's those under the surface subconscious things that are kind of uh, and maybe a for effort. I don't know. It's like okay, that was kind of weird, weird on a one of the heavier Queen records. Okay, we're gonna throw just a weird kind of yeah d- Detroit Motowny kind of feels yeah. yeah where's whatever, Axel yeah. Rose in this song? Where, where's uh, where's Rob Halford? <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> Funny how I love wanna, is. Uh, I want to know. There's a lot of yes in this song, which is kind of. It's, you know, it's very like yours is no disgrace, which is 1968. Yes, which is like this song is a tambourine away from yet another campfire <laughs> song. Let's, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Oh, boy. Is it sinking it for me? Yeah, I don't know. The, the only question I had was and maybe, Chris, you kind of explain that with the vocal style. It's just the, it's mixed like he's singing a room away. Like he's singing in the in the room next to the yeah, studio. <laughs> they just were scared uh, I'm, I'm to not, approach him. They just want to get to him. Freddie was being weird that day, and nobody wanted to go in the room and put him. I'm sure. I'm unsure why, because on plenty of these songs, it sounds like he's singing right into the mic, and then on this one, he's like, "Hey, what's that?" And you're shouting from the control room to try to get him to do the next take. Usually, you don't room mic the singer, but eh, let's try. <laughs> it is well, a production that's... decision. This one didn't work out this time. We won't do it on the next album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's weird because yeah, here it's like okay, I can see that, and I get they actually it's, it was specified yeah, that they were I think trying to go for that wall of sound vibe, mm-hmm. uh, and maybe okay, all right, they were actually kind of laying down the context for this. Whereas some of those other more reverby like uh, fathers and sons, where it's very uh, the vocals are very kind of loud and kind of, but it doesn't work necessarily there because there's no real reason. Like why didn't they just tighten it up and just remove that? Where you just like where you got just like a rock kind of. Uh, Iggy, Iggy Pop, like in the mic, just kind of singing. 
Uh, where, but here I those, can understand. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it could be one of those creative things that when you first, like, you know, you like by accident, you turn off the the mic and the mix, and you say, "Hey, that sounds pretty cool," and then you all agree that it sounds cool, and you go with it. But then years later, you, li- I'd, I'd be interested to hear what they would think of it years back. Like, did you like that? Like, was that just kind of a sure. in the moment decision, and does that hold up for you guys? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. That's true. That's a good question. Uh, about a lot of things that happen in the studio, actually, you will have to wonder sometimes. But it is time to close out the album with an old favorite, because we've seen this one before, partially. Got a little teaser. This is Seven Seas of Rye. Listening to this song, I didn't really understand at first why this song is the single or why it's liked. Um, but if you look at all the other stuff on the album, when well, I personally will may like other songs better. I guess I can see why this is the single. It, it just is the most constructed. It's, oh yeah, it's, it, all the it, hooks it, are there. Hooks yeah, are there. It's, yeah, it's more yeah. Much more well constructed. I just don't like how. Okay, so I. Don't like how it's added to this song, but the outro for this song. Uh, I mentioned the intro being that that heartbeat that we've heard uh, in Dark Side of the Moon. Uh, and listen to the outro, the closing 30 seconds of this record. I think that's, that's that a pretty weird. cool way to close when you start. I mean, I, I was just like, yeah. thank God we didn't do that stupid Pink Floyd thing again, where we close the album exactly how we started it. It's a perfect circle. Life is a uh, circle. Yeah, it's a Shakespearean oh. life goes what, what on. Was that? No, they ended in chaos. Cool. I like what that. Was that, that, was a, that Beatles song you were saying that they, Pink Floyd was kind of taken from? Uh, was it a day in the life? Day in the life. Oh, day in the yeah, life. yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The yeah. end, yeah, where you got the crash. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So uh, I think. I mean, I guess it's not original, but at least it's cool how they started completely. Like everything yeah. was just simple with the intro, and then they just exploded into chaos at the end. I, I think that was pretty cool. Weird way to end a single, but uh, I, I could only right. assume the radio stations just faded out early on that one. Probably. <laughs> right. Yeah. But yeah, also, this, this, that's yeah. when the DJ comes in to. Uh, yeah. talk about the kind of next weird to have song. a radio edit of the last 30 seconds where they're just chopped <laughs> off but hey it's, it's like, yeah, we, yeah we don't yeah we don't want to over yeah that's probably that's probably the most because i know mark you were talking about that they that they weren't as overly british as say led zeppelin or mm-hmm. or pink floyd but there that's a very british approach yeah just that weird kind of little yeah sing-along like a kinda, pub. 
like you said earlier, just like a, like after the, uh, the, the yeah, football yeah, match drink, yeah, yeah, their arms oh, around yeah, each other, yeah, just, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, and I, I don't know, maybe, it, it, I guess it works here, just in the, we're going yeah. out to sea, and it just sounds right. like, like a, like a boat <laughs> it's a fun, song or something, it's a fun song, it's got people that. drinking rum, yep, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like a rum and boat song, right, yeah, <laughs> Chris, right. you gotta get a boat this summer, and we'll sing on the boat, this song, like yeah. this stuff, just find some small little lake, and just cruise up to like a bunch of frat bros, <laughs> and just yeah, this is the this is the equivalent to Je- this is the equivalent to Jesus at the BP gas station. Doing <laughs> on the boat. It, it's like a it's like a thing. It's like a little ditty that's perfect for like it's got a beat in the song that's meant for your clinking your glasses. Absolutely. It's like the perfect storm. You come out from a rough time at sea, and you're just get you're just getting hammered before you have to go back out again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean the song is Seven Seas Arise, so it, it's, yeah, I guess it is it's not right? out of nowhere. Not out of nowhere. Yeah, not much to say. I mean, yeah, this song just it, yeah, it's great. I mean, it, it rocks. It's got yeah. yeah, just that opening piano riff is kind of a classic. Uh, yeah, kind of radio. Yeah, kind of moment. Yeah, just really, and then you get crashing into the vocals. And I guess yeah, the song's less than three minutes, isn't it? I think it is. Yeah, two forty-seven. Yeah, yeah. And they and they pack it in. I mean, even the uh, yeah, Kevin at one twenty. Uh, yeah, just the uh, guitar part, like into the vocals. I I, I just love it. Yeah. Yeah. And then. Yeah, I, that must have been great. Li- I know you played that in the in, in the clip, but uh, I just wanted to point that out again. What a great kind of that must have kicked butt in 1974. Yeah, seeing them in like a little theater or whatever. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, there's a lot of moments like that, but uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much all I had to say about it. All right. Well then, Chris, I think it's time for you to take it away as usual. All right. I guess we'll wait for. Uh, hopefully, that was. Hopefully, this wasn't Mark uh, coming in at the uh, after both of you have been wiped out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we're given 10 seconds and then he's disqualified yeah we were just about to disqualify you from the uh, seven for the buy <laughs> oh. <laughs> did i get to do the seven for the buy intro uh i guess not i guess if you've listened to us in episode whatever we 42 whatever we are now uh you know the rules of the game but first one to three gets an extra buy or terminate for the ultimate spotify playlist i'm ready to go when all you right are, here we go, go okay um all right question one true or false uh, White Queen was a song Roger Taylor wrote uh, before the band formed, going back to 1968. True or false? Yes, Mark. Uh, I don't think Roger wrote that song. Okay, so what do you... So, uh, false. Yeah. Mark always does that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure almost the whole half, first half was uh, Brian May, and except for the loser. Uh, so what are you going with, true or false? No, false. It, yeah, false. Yeah, you were right. Okay, yeah, all right. Yeah, 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 yeah you're right. It was it's not a Taylor song. Yeah, it was a Brian May song. I was just seeing how many people did their research. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not sure if they wrote it back in 63 or 68 or not. It was, yeah, he did write it back in 68. It was okay. a song that came out before. Uh, well, it was a good tune. Uh, all right, there we go. Okay, that's one for Mark. All right. Um... All right. Uh, okay. Uh, true or false? Uh, Freddie had written uh, "Ogre Battle" in 1971 and actually had the band play a version of it live before it was ever recorded for an album. True or false? 
Yes, Alex. Okay. Oh, no, that was my... Okay, I'm sorry, Kevin, yeah. That's me, and I know you're probably going to trick, and I'm going to bomb out because it wasn't 1971 or something, but I feel like it was written, and it was played, so I'm going to go true. Well, you are right. That's you're what I was going to say. Ding, yeah. ding, ding. Here we yeah. go. Nice. Oh, I got a ding, ding, ding. I yeah, like right. it. Oh, you only get a ding, ding, ding when you win all three. Three dings oh, for win, win, no. win. Okay, we go. No. Okay, so, so, okay, so he's at, a, he's at a ding. All right, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, let me make sure. There we go. Okay. Um, all right. I got a multiple choice here. Okay. Uh, Freddie got the inspiration for the Fairy Feller's uh, Master Stroke from what? Uh, was it A, a poem? B, a childhood story? C, a painting? Or D, none of the above? Yes, Mark. Uh, it was a painting. Yeah, you are correct. Yeah. You're right. I you guys know your like stuff a whole on Queen 2. Yeah, <laughs> it's Mark rare that we leave Alex in the dust. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm still I'm still waking up from a recent nap, but yeah, I don't know any of these so far <laughs> except Ogre Battle. Okay, all right, uh, true or false? Um, in an interview with Guitar uh, uh, Guitar Magazine, not Guitar World, um, Brian May shot down the interviewer's insistence that uh, the March of the Black Queen was a precursor to uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. True or false? <sighs> oh, he's going for it. He's yeah, one away. He go for it all. Uh, I'm gonna say yes. That there is just enough there. I, I want to say no because that's kind of a British thing. But uh, so I think that so is true. It's true. Uh, false actually. Oh, oh. Did he did in fact state the state uh, stating? No, no, that's uh, so I'm, okay, so before before you go, like oh, yes, wait, wait. it is it is it is a pre, it it is a. Uh, 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 so that's what. So you were saying, yeah. So you're saying, yes, it yeah, is Bohemian but, Rhapsody written before Bohemian Rhapsody. That's what I mean to say. Okay, I don't, I don't okay. So you were okay. You were saying, yeah, yeah, false that he did not <laughs> criticize the interviewer. Uh, correct, correct. Yeah, yeah. He did not criticize uh, the interviewer. Uh, you know? oh, come on, he's a clever it's, one. He's twisting it. <laughs> oh yeah, it's true. Uh, and then you hear Chris go, and that. Uh, no, no, but, but then, but then I said what it was. I said. It was. Okay, a, what do you what do you what do you guys uh, think? All right. I wish we had wish we had a tiebreaker. Can we can we, <laughs> can, can we throw the red challenge flag? Can we go back to the tape? I don't even remember <laughs> that. Oh, that He's went. Still waking up from his nap. I'm gonna have to watch. I'm gonna have to watch the show. I'm gonna have to watch the tape and get back to you on Monday. Get upset. I'm fine with that. I guess. Yeah, Whatever. that's fine. Uh, the chances of me getting two more right are pretty slim, anyways. <laughs> do you want to do? Do you, you, you want to do a, like a sudden death? Uh, do you want to do one more question, or what do you guys yeah, want to do? Just or just do give one it to, more. Uh, okay. All right. Um, all right. We'll do just a quick, uh, quick on the draw. Um, true or false? Uh, Queen two charted in the top ten in both the UK and the US. <sighs> these chart questions. I know these. <laughs> I'll just go for it. Give Mark the win. All right, what do you uh, got? In, in both? I don't know. I'm going to say false. You're right. Uh-oh. You're oh. right. It, it, only, it only charted uh, at 49 in the States. Okay. All right. All right. Somehow okay. I'm still in this. I feel bad, though, because Mark, uh, I don't know. That's all right. We'll do. We'll, we'll go for broke. Let's see. Yeah, Mark Alex, is still. What's going on over here? <laughs> I don't zilch. know. I don't know any of these. The only one I knew is the Ogre Battle was an early pre Queen Two song. 
You just got to press the button and bomb out. That's what I've been doing. All right, here we go. Okay, I'm going to go for broke. Okay, let's see what you guys, let's see how good your knowledge is. All right. True or false, uh, Rolling Stone magazine was a little more critical of the album, criticizing the black side, uh, but applauding uh, the white side. Ooh, quick. I'm going with true because that's just a Rolling Stone thing to do. Uh, it's false, actually. They, uh, it was the other way around. Oh, yeah, they, come on! Who cares? Now he's all angry. Who cares which side So what do we do? Are we, are we just having fun here, or are we going to let Mark... Let's uh, give it to Mark. He wants this. I okay. bombed out. It's <laughs> That's fine. He obviously wants it. That's fine. Okay, now I, I can, I can see it. what he was <laughs> saying. Uh, okay, I will admit, I can see what he was saying with that one that we were kind of critical of. Yeah, that he, uh, he just, uh... Yeah, he, uh, he got it. Chris, I mean, I could have been a Chris, real asshole more, and just eliminated, eliminated him immediately. But... <laughs> do one more between what? Kevin and I. Okay. Because Kevin right. got two. I got two, but bombed out and kind of had a questionable move. <laughs> okay, let me see what I got. Uh, all right. Uh, all right, true or false? Uh, Funny How Love Is was a song written during the making of the record by Freddie. Come on, you just gotta go for these. All right. He did write it during the making of the record. True. He did. Wow, Kevin, actually, I think we got three. Oh, <laughs> that's all right. You know, I, I'm curious to see what he picks. I kind of didn't want uh, to, to be honest, on this one. You know what? Okay. Now that I won, I don't want to either. Um, Alex, <laughs> you want to take it? <laughs> I don't have any more. I don't think I have any more questions. Let's <laughs> no, just, just move gonna... it along. <laughs> Chris, uh, you also have an extra buy for the first. Oh, do I for this one? Yeah. Okay. So uh, I either this one, buy. or you can save it for uh, Sheer Heart Attack or Night at the Opera. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna hold that. Hold it for the next one. Okay. There. Yeah. We going love it or flush it? Yeah, Alex, take it away. All right, tonight's order is Mark, myself, Kevin, and Chris. And again, if you're just joining us, we have to buy one, terminate one, uh, and then we could choose to just love or flush. Terminate means it should be erased from existence, does nothing for the catalog, should have never been written, and buy is one that you will put on your Spotify playlist that you want to show to somebody to get them into Queen. So, starting off, track one, Procession, the little interlude track. Mark, what are you going to give this one? I'm going to start off with a T. Wow. What? Wow, starting strong. Yeah. (laughs) It's kind of a cliche at this point, but I'm getting pretty trigger happy with the useless instrumentals. Uh, uh, I guess that's not just a Queen thing, but... uh, T for me. I think that might be the first time we've started off with a T. Uh, but yeah, well, here it is. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, this one, I, I didn't really put what I was going to say for it. I just said hard to judge it as it's just a little interlude track. It's inoffensive. But yeah, I guess it doesn't do a whole lot. So yeah, I guess I'll flush this one. And I know that's uh, I know that's the cheap way out, flushing the instrumental. But uh, you know, God, it's part of the game. We just don't seem to be much of a fan of instrumentals. Even going back to Metallica, we were terminating. We were just having that sledgehammer out for theirs as well, which everyone talks those up too. So I don't know where we are with those, but don't seem to like them. Procession, Kev. Uh, yeah, it's a procession to the urine. (laughs) (laughs) Man. 
Chris, are you getting in line too? Uh, no, and again, I'm gonna use, I'm gonna be objective about this. I, as I, uh, as, as far as within the musical context of a Queen record, I can't get rid of it. Uh, so I'm gonna give it a very, uh, uh, academic, uh, slight squeeze. Yeah, it's you yeah. know what this calls for. What? Chris's rubber yeah, glove. There yeah. we go. But. What a weird opening, but can't say that Queen is improving already. So right. I guess on to the next one. All right, let's move yeah. it on over to track two, Father to Son. Mark, what are you giving this one? Uh, big love. Love the uh, heavy metal, even if I can totally hear Ozzy singing over it at points. Uh, there are definitely points that Ozzy belongs nowhere near in this song. It's a, a, a six-minute and 14-second odyssey. Yeah, I got to agree. This one is a fantastic song. I, I really enjoyed a lot that was going on here. So I will give it a love as well. Kev? Uh, I, yeah, I'm going to give this one a buy since I have two of them. I really like this song. Um, of the long songs on this album, it's definitely stronger than March of the Black Queen. I also just, it rocks. Maybe it doesn't have all the hooks, but I, I do like this song. Here's an idea before we move on. What if they swapped the lyrics from March of the Black Queen to this one? Wouldn't uh, that have been more appropriate? Although I know some of the parts that Chris mentioned. When, I'm just saying like, like the theme of March of the yeah, Black Queen. Yeah, I think it's it, 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 it just it, it just needed a more memorable musical. Uh, well, well, that one, but we'll we'll let's not get ahead of ourselves. We'll there, but yeah. yeah. Sure. Okay. All right. And we right. next, Chris. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah, I'm gonna give this a just a standard love. Uh, again, it's it's okay. It rocks, but it's neither here nor there for me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Fair enough. Well, let's move it on over to track three, White Queen, as it began. Marco, what about this one? Mm, just a mild squeeze. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think. There. Yeah, I, I think I'll do the same. I didn't have a whole lot of notes on this. I do like the Zeppelin-y vibes and the verses were were very nice, but I wouldn't say it's it's a go-to revisit on side one, but not not bad enough to get rid of. So I'll give it a light squeeze as well. Kev. Uh you know. I'm gonna give this a big love, actually. And had I had one by, it might have just been tempted to buy this just to make everybody you know confused as i like to do with my buys but i'm just gonna give it a big love okay and chris uh yeah i'm gonna give it a love too uh again i like how it kind of has again because it was an influence on the early priest uh as far as the cleaner stuff i uh, i i really like it for that reason okay all right well let's move it on over to track four someday one day brian's time to shine here on the vocals mark yeah, this one gets a flush. Oh. <laughs> Down. Well, I will not be doing that. I bought into the hippie, soft California folk rock here, so I'm going to give this one a strong love. I actually like it. So, Kev? I'm leaving the campfire. I got to take a BBW. Okay. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> it might be a while before we see Kevin. <laughs> might be deep into the black side before we get back. <laughs> okay, and Chris? Uh, yeah, I'm going to kind of agree more with Alex. Uh, yeah, I love Brian's vocals. Again, it's not 
the strongest type of song like that's like this that's been put out but uh yeah i just yeah it just gives me the warm and fuzzies so yeah i love okay. yeah <laughs> all right let's move it on over to the final song on side white rogers song the loser in the end mark uh, a strange type of love, uh, a I guess a helpless attraction, I suppose. A, I a, dir- a, dir- uh, a dirty love? No, <laughs> no, it's just like I I, I wouldn't yeah. normally be, but uh, can't help yeah. but uh, be. Uh, I love this song so. All right, uh, this one, you know, originally I had it marked down as a flush, but then I kind of thought about, well, what else is what you know what's coming up, and I you know I, I I was a little harsh on maybe Roger on Queen One where I got rid of his track, so you know I'll, I'll give this one a light squeeze. I like this one a little more. So Kev, you know what the discussion definitely brought this one up, so I'm mm-hmm. also gonna give this one a light squeeze. All right, and Chris, uh, yeah, I'm gonna give this a love uh, again. Not very original, but I just love the energy that Roger puts into it. Okay. All right. Well, let's flip the side over. Side Black, track six, Ogre Battle. Mark. Uh, strong enough and short enough for me to tolerate. Uh, I think I'll go with Chris's stock love on this one. Okay. Okay. Nice. Uh, I'm going to give this one a love as well. I, I love what's going on here. The metal vibes, awesome riffage. And yeah, that part you kind of played there, Mark, where it was kind of getting metal and kind of. I don't know, aggressive. And then all of a sudden it went into this perfect transition to this nice, catchy chorus. I just love that they're able to kind of turn on a dime like that. Uh, Very good display here. So give it a love, Kev. Yeah, despite my dislike of uh, this, I'm not a big fan of this medieval thing that's going on or that started or feels like it started here. But you know what? Mark made the point that he didn't notice the lyrics enough to bring the song down. And I actually kind of have to agree with that. It, they're, they're, I don't, I didn't notice them enough to like get rid of the entire song. So I'm going to give it a love. All right, Chris. Uh, yeah, it was between this one and another one, but I think just for uniqueness sake, I'm going to buy this one. Uh, mm. it's just, I, I, I love, yeah, just the heaviness of it. Uh, I know it's got more of that medieval kind of fantasy kind of feel to it, but, uh, I think it's a great, balance of that side of queen and the heavier side uh it's got it's got it's got the fan the fantastical and the heaviness yeah uh, which i think which they were firing on all cylinders at this point yeah all right let's move it on over to the fairy fellers master stroke mark what do you think i think i'm gonna buy this one <laughs> I think so. I think so. I think maybe half of it's Kevin's reaction that I anticipate. <laughs> I'm so looking forward you know, to even that. If it's, gee, this song is quintessentially Queen, and I know my playlist to this point consists of My Fairy King and the Fairy Feller's Masterstroke. So, it might be a bit fairy on my. Uh, uh, hey, you know, it's Queen, right? You know what? What? Uh, what else would you expect? But uh, it's just something that I, I, I like that they had the balls to pull this off, and that they could, uh, and that they, you know, it. It has a very authentic feel to it, so I like it a lot. I okay. think it belongs on a playlist. All right. Uh, I'm not going to go as far as to buy it, actually. This one, the only thing I really wrote on it was that I felt like the piano at the end kind of foreshadowed Bohemian, so I don't know if that's enough to keep it around. So, actually, I'm going to flush this one. Sorry. <laughs> uh, another win for Kevin. I love, I was, I was just <laughs> on, expecting... I was expecting a love out of that, and boy, did you turn that around. I did. Woo. 
Kev, uh, would you like to share some thoughts on the subject? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was quick on the draw. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Chris? Uh, yeah, I'm not going to go that far. I'm kind of more in the Mark camp. Uh, I don't like, I mean, I don't like the song as much as he does, but I appreciate just the tightness that the band brought to the composition. Uh, I mean, the, 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 yeah, they're all working together. Yeah, that's like, it's like what the, like what a band should be, yeah, working together and just yes. play, playing right in the pocket, and mm-hmm. they do it here. So I'm going to give it uh, maybe a little bit more than a light squeeze, but because, uh, again, I just like it more for the, yeah, the competency that they did it. Yeah. Okay. See what you want about the song, but it is hit for the cycle. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's move it on over to track eight, Nevermore. Mark, your thoughts on this one? I mean, I would have bought this just from a personal standpoint, but I don't know. It's too short. You can buy a minute 17 song. Where's the rest of it? Uh, Strong Love. Yeah. I was thinking about buying it as well, but then I'm thinking, I mean,. If you're going to show somebody Queen and you're going to show somebody this idea, well, there's better examples of that to come. So I'm just going to give this one the strongest of loves. I think it's it's fantastic. So, Kev? Um, since I have been graced with the luxury of two buys, I will uh, go ahead and do that for both of you. Wow. Right. Thank and you. And since I, since I bought Father to Son, you know, I've got the longer song on there. That kind of represents this album, and they also have this, which I really want people to see out of this album. Okay. All right, Chris. Uh, yeah, big love for me. Yeah, because again, this is yeah, Freddie, and uh, just yeah, that, that Freddie piano, whatever you want to call that. Yeah, coming. Yeah, it really comes to full for- in full force here. Okay. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Awesome. All right, let's move on over to track nine, March of the Black Queen. Mark. Chris, I was feeling a bit positive about this song, and you. Uh... Uh, <laughs> caught it behind the alley and, and uh, did a number on it for me. And I'm just not thinking it's as attractive anymore. Um, Chris brought out the brass knuckles. Yeah, it, it's a bit uh, it's a bit weak considering how cool the song title is. So, right. you know what? It gets a flush. Too bad. Yeah. Black Queen, missed opportunity. This one, I, I wrote down... From when I was listening to it live, I feel like I kind of like this one. I said fantastic production, and I said there was a lot going on, but it kind of worked for me. So I'll give this one the lightest of squeezes. Kev? Uh, uh, I just have to wonder, since you're referencing your notes, uh, if the this, the pen slipped off the pad as you, <laughs> you dozed off there. Woke up with a pen end in his eye. Like, well, where was it? Yeah. Oh, March of the Black Queen. Uh, but no, uh, yeah, I have to say, Mark, you're dead on with with uh, what Chris did to the song. But that's okay. I was kind of doubting it even before he said anything, and you sealed the deal, Chris. So I'm giving it a flush. <laughs> Yeah, kind of reformulating what uh, Alex said. Yeah, a whole lot of nothing going on, in my opinion. But uh, so I'm gonna uh, pull uh, the uh, my launch key. <laughs> we're, we're gonna do some more. We're gonna do some scorched earth here. It was. It was. It was. It was, it was it, it, and the reason I'm doing it, it was a failed attempt. It should have been so much more, and it just made me angry that they didn't. They didn't. They didn't kind of prop it up like they should have. It's like and Iron it deserves Maiden to be on the album Iron Maiden recording a song iron maiden iron. and the song iron maiden sucks sucks yeah <laughs> it's like it's your it's yeah. your song 
Yeah, you should. If you, if, you, if you weren't gonna bring like what you what you've brought to some of these other songs, you shouldn't have. You should have just brushed it aside or just waited until the str- song was had, was was stronger. And they didn't. Yeah. They just like here, here's seven, here's seven, here's here's seven minutes of mediocrity. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. This I is the it. song with the wee, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I believe yeah. you're right. Yeah, that's its I'm legacy, unfortunately. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. All right. Well, let's move it on over to track 10. Funny how love is the Detroit Motown ditty. Mark, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for setting that one up for me. Uh, yeah, pull the handle, Alex. All right. Yeah, this one. <laughs> I, I look, I'm looking at my notes, and there's literally nothing written for it. So that must mean it's going. <laughs> Actually, uh, I just realized I haven't teed one up yet, and this is the only song without any notes. So I guess I leave like one option, people. Scorched dirt. Hey. Not sure what happened in that two minutes and fifty seconds, but it doesn't matter. It's uh, sorry, folks. All right, Kev. Um, yeah, I'm not rejoining the campfire for this one either, so it gets the flush. Yeah, I, uh, I can see what he was doing, and I, unfortunately, I can't be objective, and I don't think it really worked as well as it should have, uh, so I'm gonna have to flush, yeah, this one, yeah, it's just, yeah. First Queen song that is universally disliked by the entire group. And like I said, I hate to admit because I was humming that like the like the chorus, but it's like, but it's not. Yeah, in the in the con- con- again the context of the whole record, it just is just a weird, yeah, kind of, yeah, it just doesn't work as much as yeah it could have. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. Well, let's move it on over to the final track on the album, Seven Seas of Rye, the full, full version. Mark, what do you think? I kind of want to take back my love for the uh, previous version of it. I I don't know why I gave it a love and not a flush. Uh, this one gets the love. It's a it's a good song. I, I'm confused at my my rating. Yeah, what were you thinking a week ago? Yeah, I don't know. Too late. Alex, it's a you, you loved it too. <laughs> yeah. Well, this one, uh, you know, I hate to be kind of the 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 normal typical fan here and pick the single, but yeah, gonna have to buy this one. Uh, it's uh, it's catchy and it's a rocker and I feel like yeah this would get people into Queen if I was showing it to them so that's what I'm gonna go with so Kev, all right I don't remember what I did last time you flushed it. what it I flushed it okay well this is my opportunity to give it a love then this is the stronger version definitely yes. I like closing it out definitely and Chris wrapping it up yeah if this would have been my second buy if i would have used it uh but uh i gotta hold out uh and yeah this is a great sign this is again one of my favorite uh, early queen songs probably top yeah, definitely my top 10 uh yeah just uh it's got all the hooks were there they i know they held back all the hooks for all the other songs but they put them all right here mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. it's interesting great. way that this is shaken out so far early preliminary numbers on the queen ratings so far chris you're a big 81 percent queen love mm-hmm. alex you're at 76 i am at 71 and kevin is lagging far behind at 62 <laughs> boy he is not forgiving to early works of bands that's for sure uh, 
Oh, um, Van Halen. Van was Halen good. excluded, I should say. Oh. But interesting uh, start to the career. Um, they're going to give us another album this year. Not sure that we needed an album every nine months, but hey, you know we can listen to it when we want these days, so no big deal. Um, what do you take away from this album? What do you take away uh, musically, artistically, creatively? What about Queen too? Will inspire what you might go out to do? It's. I mean, the production is very strong. Um, I'll, I'll give them that. I just again, I wish. Yeah, just the songs would have been a little stronger than they were. Uh, mm-hmm. Because uh, yeah, Queen One. I mean, funny enough, you know, it's, it seems to be even lower rated, which I never understood. Uh, after really digging into both of them, I, didn't, yeah. I, just, I don't understand why. Yeah, this one is. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's like the hipster version. Like, you gotta like Queen Two. Uh, the only you're you're only a real fan if you like it. It's like <laughs> no, I, I like what I like. I mean, I don't know. And again, I, I mean, I mean, the four of us. I think even more than most people our age are, are very objective and really dig in. But I, I just. For a band, yeah, yeah, that really kind of established their sound right away. It feels like they kind of slipped a little bit with the with the writing, not necessarily the again the production. I mean, or the yeah, musicality, right? Yeah, the songs are very again. Sometimes the reverb on the vocal, or it sounds like they're playing in a hall, kind of got annoying, especially on uh, uh, our uh, I think our uh, roundtable flush. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, funny how yeah. life is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but again, very competently, and again, that's the word I, I've used that word a number of times. Yeah, this is a very competently constructed record, but um, again, like a lot of like kind of forgotten deep cut records, yeah, it kind of yeah it gets unless if you're a diehard like rock or just music fan, you're not gonna you know, this sure. probably isn't gonna end up uh, uh, on your being thrown in front of you. Yeah, my yeah. takeaway from this album is. Um, that there is magic to be made when everybody is allowed to participate. Again, maybe this is just coming off of Pink Floyd um, and just kind of the dominance that that band became, you know, ran under the dictatorship of Roger and then David. And uh, yeah, I mean, when a band is fully participating at every level, it really uh, it really can show even in songs that may or may not uh, be liked, such as Nevermore, but uh, the rest of the band always has their contribution to bring, and I really appreciate that. You know what I think from this album? You know, I I am somebody who appreciates pushing production boundaries and spending the time on that side of, of a musical project as much as anybody, you know? But the, the I can't help thinking, you know, maybe you should have spent a little less time on the overdubs and a little bit more time crafting the songs. Maybe exactly. a little bit more, t- maybe a little bit more time in pre-production this time, um, rather than you know nailing every single you know twenty twenty fifth harmony or whatever that's going on in in the March of the Black Queen. Why don't we just shape that song up a little bit better and then then worry about that stuff. Mm-hmm. Alex, you got any uh, creative takeaways? I don't know if it's so much something that I would like apply to my music, but I guess it is interesting that they sort of, I don't know, where where it is in the catalog. So, you know, they make like a, what in my opinion was a fantastic opener, their intro to the world. Uh, You know, they had a couple big singles to really state their presence. And yes, while some of it may have been a little unorganized at times and they were trying a bunch of stuff, 
I don't know. It just seemed like there was a little bit more of like the excitement and like the Van Halen one kind of attitude feel to it. it, feel to it. Where this one, it's like they did that, and then like they immediately, you know, for ru- if if you're kind of taking a rush analogy here, they went from basically like Van Halen one immediately into like a caressive steel, where they went like a little bit more proggy and a little bit more nerdy. And was it a good idea to maybe do this like right at? Queen 2, like the second record, should they maybe have done a couple more kind of hit, like more single-esque albums first, really establish themselves, and then they're like, all right, well, now we're going to make something kind of proggy and highbrow and smart for us. So, I mean, obviously it worked out, you know, for them in the long run, you know, looking at it from like the 30,000-foot view, but it's just kind of interesting that they put it here second. So, I, uh, you know, just kind of my thoughts. I think it would be unanimous in saying that Queen 2 uh, is uh, far inferior as a career mover to Van Halen 2. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love it. Yeah. Well, yeah, Van Halen 2 is a... Yeah, I mean, that's yeah, that's not a lazy record. <laughs> yeah, well, no, we'll no, see how no. it goes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Woman and Children First, for me, was a terrible album, uh, if you would like my opinion. But I think I was the outlier on that. We'll see where we go with Queen when we see them again next time for Sheer Heart Attack. Uh, it was only, wait, you see, I got to look this up, three or four months later? That's nuts. Mm-hmm. Man, we're the 70s crazy. I'm looking yeah. at this now, March to November. Uh, so what? Yeah, about uh, six, seven yeah. months. Al- album tour, album tour, album tour. Yeah, just with yeah. <laughs> it was the cycle of the, the era, and it will be something that we'll be exploring, plus Queen's first mega hit. Are we sick of it, or does it still hold up? We will find out then.